Welcome to Midnight Menu Plus One. I'm Ray Kanata. And I'm Margot Moss. Midnight Menu Plus One is a food lifestyle show on the podcast network, itsneworleans.com. Tonight, we are at the NOLA Brewing Tap Room in the Irish Channel. The Tap Room is NOLA Brewing's on-site watering hole. They serve NOLA's regular lineup of craft beers as well as eight specialty brews you can't get anywhere else. And the Tap Room is open seven days a week, weekdays from 2 to 11 p.m. and weekends from 11 in the morning to 11.30 p.m. Friends, so glad you could join us. Each week on Midnight Menu Plus One, Margo and I invite a, Nor- a member of New Orleans' restaurant and food community to have a beer with us, and we invite them to bring along their own guest, a Plus One. We never know who the plus one's going to be. Sometimes it's a friend, a neighbor, a family member, a fellow restaurant colleague. Our special guest on Midnight Menu Plus One tonight is Phil Minasali, excuse me, of Old New Orleans Rum. Yes, and we're really looking forward to talking to Phil in just a moment. Before we do, let's uh, briefly catch up on this week's culinary adventures. Margot, you eat anything worth reporting? Um, I had a great meal. Actually, I went twice to Perlou this week. Twice? Yes. Was there a reason or you just compelled you? Well, we had friends in from out of town and we went and it was fantastic. Was that the first time you went? Yes. So you were just trusting it was going to be great. You knew. Yes. And then uh, we went back on, on the weekend because we saw some things we didn't try that we wanted to try. <laughs> was and it as good the second time as Absolutely. The first? Except we tried to bring my son, and um, he, he had a meltdown, so we had to take his uh, dessert to go. How does he have a meltdown? That kid is like, he's like a 25-year-old in a well, little kid's body. What? He was having a conversation with I'm a gentleman at the bar. I'm in my bar. 40s, and I uh, have meltdowns, too. So I guess well, so. he just was starting to fade. Oh. So anyway, it was a fantastic meal, and uh, I enjoyed it. Did you have anything? uh... Oh, I had so many. And just in the last 24 hours, I've had a couple noteworthy ones. One was I finally got to milkfish, which I've been wanting to do forever. But I was saving that up. Um, It was good timing because we had, remember last week, we had uh, our Filipino. We had some uh, guests of the Filipino background. We talked a lot about that culture. The Filipino community in New Orleans is the oldest in the country and oldest in America. um, But I was saving it up because I wanted to go to... um, I wanted to go with my friend uh, Kana and her husband, who's uh, a, a wi- who's wild-eyed for this restaurant. Just loves it to death, and she's Filipino also. Um, she used to be a Saints cheerleader, and she's she's but she's so she's not a huge eater, but she's <laughs> but she's but she's a good eater, and she uh, I trust her. So we went there, Kathy and I did, and it was it was way beyond all expectations. It was really really good, outstanding, really different too, really unique. Did you have the whole fish? Uh, I didn't have the milk fish because there were so many other things I wanted. But the good news is there was like 12 other things I, I couldn't pick. So I'm, I'm going back real soon again. But it was it was great. And the portions were huge too, by the way, which is a nice bonus too. They're massive. I like mean, I, I Family didn't come, style. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't come close. And none of us cleaned our plate, any of us, you know. So it was, it was fantastic. Well, after that, this morning I went to Wake and Bacon finally for breakfast up there, you know, on, on, um, on Bank Street. You know, there's that bank of uh, great little restaurants. Uh, always a lot of turnover, but they always end up being really good. I don't know why they turn over there, but there's just that whole little bunch right there in Mid City. And um, this is one of those places I've been hearing about for a while, and I finally went. And uh, you know, does I would, everything have bacon on it, um, or is that just a no? It's it's not bacon like B A C O N oh. as you might think. Oh, it's, it's B A. Yeah, it's like baking. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's like a sort of supposed to be like a bakery, but it's not. It's not really. I mean, it has some bakery stuff, but um, like getting stoned, waking and baking. Yeah, okay. That could be it. Yeah, I can see that. It had a little bit of a hippie vibe to it, too. That's true. The, music, the soundtrack was, was great. There were a couple of things I won't mention I wasn't crazy about, but overall, I really liked it. I, 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 um, I got, I got the, um, the uh, pig muffin is what I got, and that was a pork-heavy egg sandwich. And I was a little uh, shocked that they, unlike Suri's, a couple of places, Slim Goodies, they didn't ask me how I wanted my eggs, so I was a little nervous they wouldn't prepare it right, but they paired it great. I'm glad what, I like the way they did it. And also their English muffin was homemade, and it was, it was almost more like a biscuit. It was like, huge, though, and it was really, really good. So anyway, we had a great time there. really liked it a lot. But that's enough of that. We need to get on to our guest because I really want to hear from, from – uh, get, to, get to know Phil um, Minis Minis, uh, <laughs> Minis <laughs> Now I'm doing it wrong. Minisali. Min, oh, gosh. Help me, Phil. Minisali. I'm Italian. Minisali. I should know how to do this. Minisali. Okay. Sorry about that. You know what happened? I can't read my own handwriting. Um, welcome, Phil. Thank you. The, Phil is of uh, Old New Orleans Rum, which is most locals, one of their favorites, and it's also just been a great, um, cr- 
creative boost to our uh, local economy. Love the spice drum. Love. Well, we'll let him talk about all of it. But um, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, I'm really happy to be here. Um, well, where do you come from, Phil? Because uh, you're yeah. not. Uh, are you new to the city? Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty fresh. I'm pretty fresh <laughs> to the city. I've I've only been here uh, about two years. I um I have been visiting New Orleans for nearly ten though. So um, but I was born in New York, in Oceanside. Oh. Um, so I was born there, and I grew up outside the Philadelphia Island. area. Yeah. Yeah, I know yeah. Oceanside. It's Nassau County. Uh huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was born in East Meadow, but grew up in Staten Island mostly. Oh, yeah, right, right near there. Yeah. Yeah. So I I then I was down in Philadelphia area, and uh, by the Brandywine River outside of Philly. And then I moved back up to New York, and I was there for nearly six or seven years. And I kind of delved into music quite a bit when I was up there. So you came to New Orleans for the first time when you were how old? Uh, I was 18. Was that for music or for, with yeah, family? Yeah, it was. It was. It was on a music tour. A tour? That were sounds... Were you touring or were you following somebody's tour? <laughs> <laughs> were you a fish head? I, I was touring. <laughs> you no. were touring? Yeah. So you yeah. played. You were playing a gig. Yeah, came so, in. No, okay. so I belong to um, uh, something called the Folk Music Alliance. Yeah, that's right. It All exists. Right. Yeah, it's a, I go to these folk business conferences. Folk business conferences. <laughs> it sounds, yeah, it's, they exist, it sounds. Wait, is it folk business, like the business of folk? The business or is of folk, folk the entertainment for, like, um, brush companies or whatever? No. Full of I, brush companies. It is, think of a, a conference where you would go, you'd go to a hotel, and it's rented out by the, by the company, and all of the con- conference rooms and all of the hotel rooms are actually just filled up with folk musicians. So there's lots of waking and bacon. <laughs> yeah. Bringing it all back to wake and bake. Yes, yes. There's, there's quite a bit. So no that. hotel asks you back twice the same hotel, right? <laughs> <laughs> funny. Funny, yes. Except, <laughs> except, except the New Orleans. So did we have the folk festival here? Is that what brought you here? Or? No, no. I, um, so... I tied that all together because oh. I met some musicians there when I first started going to this um, Folk Alliance conference. There's an international one. It used to be in Memphis. It moved to uh, Toronto for a little bit, and then it ended up in uh, Kansas City, where, where well, now it's going to be there probably forever. Oh. Um, but I met a whole bunch of musicians there, and we do these kind of like in, in the round kind of songwriting circles where we'd share a song and give some nice feedback, you know, pass a guitar around, maybe pass a little something else around, and then uh, sing some songs for everybody. This sounds like it's like 12 guys, though. Is this having <laughs> No, no. International. <laughs> like how, many, how many guys are in the round? Uh, well, there could be, like, in a particular room, sure. Oh, like, yeah. there, might, there might be 15 people in the room. But, I mean, collectively, as an organization, there's thousands of people that belong to the, oh, okay, okay. the Folk Alliance. Yeah. So are fans coming too to hear this, or is it all just for each other? Uh, yeah, there's there's a segment of it that people just come to support, but it's all all aspects of the industry. So, uh, people that have podcast shows, people that have radio shows, you know, that are on nationally syndicated radio, or five hundred one c three non for profit concert venues that are all throughout the nation, right. or internationally. So they come and they gather around, and you actually have showcases. You know, so you showcase your songs, whether it be, ah. you know, three or four or five so people songs. people are getting record contracts out of this. Yeah, if they existed Birkin in the stock, folk music uh, industry. <laughs> <laughs> Birkenstock has, has the vendor <laughs> table, right? Precisely, yeah, wow. yeah. Granola companies, lots of granola companies are there. Uh, now, what, what, what Nola musicians were, uh, were uh, come to this? Um, Any we know of? Uh, Sam Doors. I don't know if you're familiar with Sam Doors. He's a he's a musician that's okay. in like the lower ninth ward, but he spends a lot of time in Toronto as well. Um, I met him. He was doing like a whole bunch of concert series stuff that was down here in New Orleans, and I connected ah. with him. But yeah, that's how I met some people, and then we we kind of gathered together because we knew we couldn't pull out a whole room ourselves. Like we couldn't draw in cities, but it, we could maybe each bring ten or fifteen people if we did a tour together. So I went on tour with. Uh, you know, a couple people, and we toured, and that's how I ended up first visiting New Orleans. All right. Um, well, I want to hear a little bit. Yeah. Uh, 
Oh yeah, do of we want to do that you, uh, now? We want to wait to the end. I'll do a little. Sa- I'll well, you can do, do one a, now, and if little, it's, and if you're any good, we'll have you do it again. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, just do a little teaser. Um, I I really studied in um, like that blues style, which is what actually drew me down to the South initially. That's why I wanted to go through. I made sure on my first tour that I that I stopped in uh, Clarksdale, Mississippi, and I got to. Uh, See, like at highly, highway 61, highway 61 uh, right right you know all of those places where robert johnson has those stories right look at one of his 12 burial sites or whatever Nice. Woo! That's a little bit for now. Or are we supposed nice. to snap instead of clap? <laughs> <laughs> no, That's when, in that, uh, that, that Mighty Wind. When, what's the movie with the, the, the folk face? Isn't one? that Mighty Wind? Yeah, no, yeah. The, the. Yeah, I think yeah. that's it. Yeah. Oh, the Christopher Guest one? Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, I love yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you say you studied, did you study on your own or you uh, studied in school? And yeah, I, I don't know. There, there are. Actually, now there has been like a couple folk music intensive schools that you can go to um, that kind of focus more on the Appalachian style of music or um, or Delta blues or, or that kind of thing. But yeah, as far as I knew, a lot of a lot of these people that I that I studied with or learned from, they they can't read music very well. Like and I'm I, I'll admit it like I'm not a great. I can't. I can't read music very well. Like I can't sight read anything. But yeah, I can, that's 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 I an honored <laughs> tradition in New Orleans. That's more than half of our best musicians can't <laughs> I, read music. I yeah. can read some chord charts and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just kind of studied under certain people and then just watched and and learned that way. It, it very much in the in the style that it was meant to meant to be learned. You know, very much like you know, spoken in front of someone, just like those stories and the music is actually, it translates best that way too because people find their own voices within it. So. All right. Well, now how'd you get into rum? I mean, <laughs> yes. uh, I, now you brought us a bottle and... Uh, Ray could yeah. not wait. I and so he broke into it before we started recording. <laughs> right. like, whenever nice. whenever we've had a few episodes where I drank too much during the episode and it always sounds better to me, but I always, I leave thinking I killed it and then I listen to parts of it or Grant, you know, sends me a, a polite email later, and I realize, yeah, that wasn't a good idea. So um, let's let's try to get through the interview as fast yeah. as we can before that happens. <laughs> well, I have to say, this rum smells oh, it's, beautiful. Yeah, so fragrant. Mm-hmm. It's really aromatic. I don't. I'm not a big rum drinker, so mm. I'm not. But so the story behind how I ended up in the rum business. Um, when I first moved here, I obviously was out and about playing music or and meeting the art community and one of the most well-known figures in our community is James Michalopoulos and James is in fact the founder of uh, Celebration Distillation which is the home of all the old New Orleans rum and also ginger ale. Okay, so what does it mean it's the home of like was it? Yeah, it's where so Celebration Distillation is the name of the company and our products, our brands are old New Orleans rum, crystal rum, amber rum, Cajun Spice Rum and Gingeroo. Those are the products that and we... And they're made here, right? Yes, they are made here. It's all from locally harvested um, molasses sugarcane from Thibodeau, Louisiana. Oh, so cool. Very close by. So all, all local. And where's the actual distillery? The distillery is on Frenchman Street. So wow. if you think about, you know, the hip area where everyone goes locally to catch some of the music when they're traveling, if they ask a local where they should go to get music, most people... What do you think most people say? Yeah, Frenchman's probably the most popular answer. Right. It's, it's, it's the fastest answer, at mm-hmm. least. Yeah. Frenchman Street. Uh, so that street right there, if you were to keep going up Elysian Fields between the I-10 and 610 overpass, like heading into Gentilly, we're on Frenchman Street up that way, just right where the uh, train tracks split on Frenchman. Oh, okay. And we're tucked right back there. Cool. Do y'all um, have events at that space? Yeah, Absolutely. Because yeah. I know there, you used to, maybe it was when it was behind uh, that music venue. 
I don't know what what kind of events can someone do in the distillery like a uh, party. We, we do a lot of partnerships with other companies uh, in in the cities. Uh, there's also, you know, a big uh, bachelorette and bachelor thing that that comes through there. So, um, we have a special events coordinator that's specific to to doing that. Her name mm-hmm. is Patty, and yeah. she really is out there making sure that we've got a lot of people interested in hosting events. Now, I don't know if the rum's already taken effect because I don't feel it, but I don't think you answered the question yet. How did you, <laughs> unless I missed it, how did, uh, how did you get involved in rum again? Oh, right. And what do you yeah. do with that? Yeah. Right. Like, so how did I get involved? I went to an awesome party um, at a local artist's place, and I played some music, and James happened to be there, and we were all having some drinks, and he painted my face, and we had a really intense conversation, you know, one of those like, you know what? Maybe I should sell rum. <laughs> 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 it was one of those really powerful, you know, like and when Tiffany's. someone's painting your face. And What's, I didn't know who he was at that oh. point. So this guy's painting my face and behind him are these beautiful like prints and paintings at the house. Now, was he painting your skin or was he <laughs> making a painting of your face? <laughs> That's a great question. He was physically painting on my face. On your face, okay. Yeah. So this is an intimate <laughs> moment. <laughs> very, very. He's, he's clutching your jaw gently while he's rubbing paint on your pigment across your skin. Yeah. And yeah. In the middle of that, you have an epiphany. <laughs> I'm blushing. You feel, his, <laughs> you feel his warm breath on the back of your neck. Okay, and Ray. During that, <laughs> Wait, that Ray's would be starting to sweat. That would, that would be no. That would be the oyster shocker uh, episode. Yeah, also in this room. But um, no. Anyway, so and then at that moment you have an epiphany and said, "Rum, yes, I'm going to do rum." Yeah, with you. you know, it it didn't happen just like that. It was it was. Um, there were some cigarettes afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't happen just like that. It was like, yeah, let's keep in touch. And then I ended up helping out um, with um, the. Um, the art club, which is the which was the location right next to it, that did some like five hundred one c three stuff, and I did some marketing and social media stuff because I I've, I've done that with my music, you know, for ten years. You know, it's like my own business. I've done I've run it that way. So I started doing that, and when I was present at the um, at the art club, I would always see James, and we kind of continue our conversation and so on and so forth. It led to a conversation about an opening over at the distillery, and I thought, how cool would that be? to work in the spirit industry and, you know, live in New Orleans and sell locally produced rum from New Orleans. I mean, it sounds perfect. So you hadn't decided to live in New Orleans at that point? Uh, Or you were on the path? I was on the path. Like, I just found a place. I wasn't set on, you know, staying. But, yeah, everything kind of fell into place. And now I'm a regional sales manager for a rum company here in New Orleans. I travel all throughout the South and... Huh. Is it honestly as cool as you uh, thought when you're? <laughs> yeah, it real it really is. Or does it ruin it for you when you, when you got <laughs> when you like it's your livelihood and you're you're wrestling the, with distributors the and great, trying to get the great thing about the company and anyone would say this about the company is it, it really harvests uh, very creative, gr- very creative minds. Um, it's really all about supporting um, the people. So a lot of people that are involved in the company are just really really creative. And that's how I ended up, and I knew it was a perfect match for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, New Orleans was the number one port for for the entry of molasses into the country and all that. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, it just historically it makes sense. So it's cool that it's called Old New Orleans Rum because this is an old, old tradition. I'm sure. I don't know what the stat is, but I'm sure the vast majority of all rum that ever came to America was was being uh, was coming through uh, New Orleans. And it's kind of cool to have a creative new venture that does that well. And it's really it's sold in other places besides here, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So we're we're in New York City. We're in Chicago, Illinois. We'll be in. We're in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm moving into all markets in Texas pretty soon. So, yeah, it's a really exciting time for the company. All right. Absolutely. Well, speaking of creative people, I don't know why you look creative. <laughs> Let, let's uh, let's hear uh, who your special guest is and uh, why you brought them. Oh yeah. So. Speaking of creative minds, this is Lee Wright, and Lee is a friend, confidant. (laughs) She's also um, connected over with uh, Celebration Distillation and Old New Orleans Rum as well, and she could tell you her story a little little better better than myself, most likely. Welcome. Thank you. Tell us what you do. Um, Best way to describe it is as a contract CMO. 
a lot of people I kind of work with sustainable travel and hospitality tourism kind of groups uh, and go in and build all their marketing systems and help them figure out what the best way to do like spend all their marketing money Spending money, that's what I basically tell people to do all the time. <laughs> good, good. Well, if you can get out of town people to spend money in New Orleans, that's you're doing a, that, that, that whatever you're doing is great. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Now what does that mean sustainable and, and yeah. a traveling did you say did I hear you yeah, say? Yeah, basically traveling? just sustainable travel and hospitality. So anyone who has like a core uh, core value system of, you know, environmentally conscious and sustainably minded. Um, which Old New Orleans rum celebration distillation definitely is. Uh, I actually started working for them when I first came down, but on a very minimal basis doing all their bottling. I had a lot of odd jobs when I first moved into town. So when was that? That was four years ago. This oh. month, actually. Oh, Cheers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so now it's really great to be back with them and, like, helping them in a totally different capacity. Oh, all right. So how would you get hooked up with them originally? Oh, I kind of feel like my, I was about to say, I kind of feel like my story is going to be the same, but I don't remember. <laughs> um, no, I think. Was uh, there any face painting involved? Oh, now I remember. Uh, no. The, By the I, way, we wasn't we, nearly as intimate. We found a creepy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We found a creepy means. You to, know, uh, I wish that I had such a detailed or like you know. I'm setting kind up of a like face painting creative stand creative story, on my but I actually went into Brewstock one day and. Uh, Bruce Which, Stock, we've had, okay, we've had yeah, Bruce Stock on our show so before. I was buying Love some equipment, and behind their cash register, they had, like, a little, you know, for hire sign, and it said Master Distiller, which I am not, but I decided to Were you to go even, like, there. a minor distiller? No, or? I had no idea about distillery, but... Uh, <laughs> distiller apprentice? Yeah, I just basically still went in there, because I was looking for odd jobs at the time, and I was like, I would love to work for y'all, and they are like, well, you clearly know nothing about chemistry, so we'll put you over on the bottling line, and with our marketing, just kind of, like, event marketing and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. And what does the bottling line look like? Is it like I mean, Laverne I and Shirley yeah, like the thing? That's what I was thinking. Were you like <laughs> We're going to do it. No, it, it, more, it more or less looked like uh, Lucille Ball just trying to stuff yeah. chocolates down her shirt, but it was just that's me the same. drinking that's the rum same. the entire time. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but uh, it's actually it's quite simplistic for such a large company, or at least like the quantities that they put out. But I mean, every single bottle is actually hand-wrapped. Uh, they go through and they put the stickers on, but then you put... The top wax part on, this is actually like a little piece of plastic. You stick it underneath a little heat lamp, and it sucks up, and huh. that's how you bottle. Now, where's the accent from? Where are, you, where are you from? I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. Birmingham, Alabama. Okay, that's really mild for, for Birmingham. It is. Yeah, I've, I've always heard that I don't have an accent, or I definitely have an accent. I wasn't going to guess Birmingham at all. <laughs> no. No. What were you going to guess? Not Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere else yeah. in the continental <laughs> United States. <laughs> I have a friend from Birmingham. He's a little older and he's hard of hearing. I, I can't understand a word he says. And he turns his hearing up, hearing aid up. And so I just have to fake it. So a lot of times he has dry sense of humor. He'll tell me a joke and I, and I, I, like I laugh, I, like I'll laugh at the wrong part. And it was like, actually, no, I was just telling you my sister died. What are, why are yeah, you laughing? Like, you know? Yeah, <laughs> you're anyway, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're, you're not there. You're the other end of the spectrum. I think I've worked on it like hard enough. Or, but when I ever go back, especially for football season, the accent will definitely come out. <laughs> are you a big football fan? You Roll have to tide. Be- <laughs> <laughs> Did you go there? I did. Yeah, yeah. That's actually uh, how it came down here is I was about to graduate. But the tornadoes of April 2011 came through. And like most New Orleans stories, I met a girl and I came out of Jazz Fest, fell in love. So I moved down. <laughs> Wait, you met a girl? Yeah. Okay. I thought y'all were. Um... No, he only wishes at times. <laughs> <laughs> the body language, yeah. yeah. But... Did you ditch the girl? Or are you still with still the girl? Still with the girl. Okay. Oh, that's, that's nice. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's okay, if you ever ditch the girl, don't ditch New Orleans, though, okay? No, definitely. Okay, now, now if, we, if we get you to finish the whole bottle of rum, will the, will the, uh, will the Birmingham accent come out? Can we, can we provoke it? <laughs> Most likely. I think it would only take about another quarter of it, and then it would probably start to come out. <laughs> All right, let's do it. All right. Um, so, when was the last time you all visited? The distillery. Have y'all? I've been never there? visited the distillery. Oh my I thought you were gonna say when the last time I had some of the rum, and I, I, it was probably about <laughs> a, a week minute, ago. A but yeah. And a half well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Thirty seconds ago. But um, no, I've never been to the distillery. I got to do it. Yeah. I get a VIP tour apparently Abs- after this. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, right. That's part of the. That's part of the deal. Cool. And yeah. it's actually a beautiful. I mean, beautiful place. And then they also fixed up the back courtyard with some picnic tables and everything, uh-huh. so you can still like hang out out back. Nice. Drink some rum. Drink some ginger root, really, for the summertime. I love the, the ginger root too. I'm, so I'm crazy for that tell, stuff. Tell us about the ginger root and how they, uh, how y'all decided to get into that. How James segued into that. I'm also a very health conscious person. Um, James is really 
into building his own kind of he's a he's a DIY guy you know he's he's an innovator and he's always been that way he's he's grew he grew a business from doing paintings on in Jackson Square to having a beautiful gallery right on Exchange Place I mean on Bienville and Charters if anyone's ever been there it's fantastic yeah yeah um, that's, yeah, that's beautiful. So, yeah, he always kind of built things for himself, and ginger ale is one of his favorite things, and he knew that the obvious next step was to add booze to it and have a... Pretty red- much everything's better with booze. Yeah. <laughs> a ready-to-drink... That's like the New Orleans formula. Yeah. Uh, having a ready-to-drink cocktail that features, you know, a fresh brewed ginger ale, and then carbonate it. And is there another alcoholic ginger ale in America? I've never had one before. Besides you know, that ginger one. beer. Sure. Yeah, ginger beer. Of yeah. Course. Yeah. There you go. Duh. Yeah, a lot of ginger beers oh, are non-alcoholic, but there, true. Oh. there is. There are. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. No, I've had. There, there might be beer. one or two that are out there, but not not pounding not the many. pavement like ginger ale is. It's so it's so dang tasty too. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's and, and it's healthy because it aids, you know it aids 10%. in digestion like ginger what, does. What, you know? what is it though? Like what's the base alcohol? They actually is it rum? Oh, yeah. Rum. So yeah. it will be that. So okay, that, Chris, that makes sense. Our light yeah. <laughs> our light rum our, our crystal rum is the, is the base, but it's only ten percent. You know, so right. it's even less than a. A less bo- than a, a wine, more than a beer. Yeah, right? more yeah, than yeah, a beer, yeah, yeah. less than a bottle of wine. So it fits nice and perfect right in there. It's not high in sugar. It's a really refreshing cocktail, and it has a nice spice because we do it like a New Orleans style and add some cayenne pepper to it. The so best, yeah. the Ooh. best is when you do add the dark, like the amber rum with it. You make a dark and stormy with the ginger root. Uh, yeah, it's delicious. But we have to call our dark and stormy a partly cloudy. Okay. Because <laughs> 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 Gosling has the trademark on, on Dark really? and Stormy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the ginger is a little cloudy too. And it yeah. has that sediment on the bottom. Yeah. And you got you to yeah. shake it just yeah. gently. There'll be a little uh, bit of the sediment yeah. that'll be on the bottom. You just flip the bottle you can over. Com- you can like trademark a drink name? You can. Yeah, you could trademark pretty much. What does this country thing? come to? Come on. Yeah. Monsanto probably. That's who's doing it. Oh! So yeah, that's the story of gingeru, <laughs> and it's the perfect like cocktail year round too, because you can you can heat it up, you can make oh. like your perfect hot toddies with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just hot, you know. Yeah, but well, we, thing well, we all like, know that alcohol is healthy for you too. Yeah, there is. So it's already it's already a health <laughs> drink with the for the alcohol. Then um <laughs> then you then you add the ginger to it that aids digestion, right? Like uh, at the end of every sushi meal, like uh, you know you have ginger because it helps you. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure it settles your stomach. Is the ginger Sick kids local to drink too? <laughs> What's Does, that? Is the ginger grown here? Um, so we we're gonna get some California ginger root um, for that process. Yeah. Um, and we use that. We just soak that. We make a fresh ginger puree out of that, and then we add, you know, the rum and force carbonate it. Put some other um, juices in there. All natural product. It's How awesome. many bottles are you pumping out? Can you say like what's what's the? Uh... Yeah, I mean, I could tell you like say Whole Foods, um, yeah. say like every quarter they're doing a considerable amount in sales. So we're talking. I don't know. I should probably shouldn't throw out figures. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> well, how about this figure though? Like, how many? How many? Whole Foods is a great account. That's what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. Exactly. Yeah, That's also lose it pays the bills. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, how many how many venues are selling uh, Gingeru in the city? Oh, I mean, how many liquor licenses are in the city? Right, right. So it really, lot. you know, when it comes down to um, like on-premise accounts versus right. off-premise accounts, uh, Gingeru is like all over the off-premise accounts, and there are a lot of bars that actually feature it in cocktails as well. Right. So right. you'll see it on the menu where it's you know just Gingeru on the rocks, or instead of a mimosa, you know Sunday brunch, you can ask for like you know. A, a flute of gingeroo instead with a fresh strawberry. Mm. Oh, sounds great, right? Now, has uh, your time in New Orleans since you started working for Old New Orleans Rum inspired your music or affected your music in any way? Yeah, most most certainly. Yeah, it's uh, it it had me going back to the basics and kind of studying music all over again. And when I go out at night, I have a better understanding of music. So now. And anyone who's like been a musician in their life, it, it, when you go to a show, it's a it's a different kind of experience because you're really you, you kind of approach it not just as a listener, uh, but as a student. Uh, so you kind of see a musician up there, and you're trying to figure out what scale it is, or like 
you know, where they're going with it, time signatures, if you're into that kind of thing. Um, so it really had me kind of study New Orleans music a little bit. And I also, I've gotten a lot into like gypsy jazz and swing mm. dance music right. since I've been here. Cause I, I like to um, go out and dance quite a bit. So where do you dance swing? You know, I used to do Mimi's, uh, but they did all those renovations upstairs yeah. and there's apparently an old man that doesn't like the sound. Yeah. There's, uh, there's, on a, the ba- block. there's a crabby neighbor. There's a, cra- there's a crabby crabby man that doesn't uh yeah. doesn't if like any the of our listeners would like to you know help deport him that'd be great yeah <laughs> so yeah maybe he's got no like a complain. <laughs> so i mean maybe he's responsible for the revitalization of the whole they were the first ones there and they they it, for, yeah the whole area is what it is because of mimi's mm-hmm. and yeah. then to turn on it like that is just wicked i thought you know yeah i love i love going to G- dj soul sister there but now yeah. it's like hi-ho lounge which is yeah. better it's like slightly closer to my house but yeah, so Hi Ho does uh, swing night, cool. and also uh, DBA on Frenchman always has oh, okay, always okay. has a free swing lesson, followed by like you know a, a swing band. You know, so. there's like a adult <clears throat> swing dancing class in the health center. It's called the Jitterbugs. I just learned about this. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, that was the, the Nola that sounds Jitterbugs. Like very adult. That sounds like. But it's not. Adults, it's like no? okay. it's just kind of. That's like, a different kind of swinging. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a key party. Wait, what? Well, this um, is not swinging, I guess. But uh, on out in Metairie, I've been to a, it's I was big say, band. That's the one you hear about. Yeah. Big band. Um, you know, and they're they're. That's where my friends. That's as close as swing fun, that yeah. a lot of things get. I think now nowadays, yeah. not a lot of like just pure swing anymore. They should yeah. do it at the World War II Well, we Museum. were the youngest people there. Mm-hmm. Don't they do? They should. You know, I've seen I've seen a little bit of that where it's we did an event there last year where, um, you know, they talked about um, having like a swing dance and it was all like period piece to like the costume. Right, Everyone right. dressed up in that part. I did an event where I like wore an old like Hawaiian kind of shirt, made some made some cocktails for everybody, had a sweet mustache. It was great. You gonna play a little bit more for us? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, what do we want here? You taking requests? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to hear a, a uh, "Stairway to Heaven" Miley Cyrus um, uh, mashup, please. <laughs> In folk style. Wow, now if he really does that, that'd be impressive. Yeah, yeah. that's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. Traditional. This is a. Uh, I, I heard Mississippi John Hurt do it. Who was a very, very. He was grew up in Mississippi, but he ended up playing a much more like northern style of music. It was more uh, country affiliated. Oh. Is that is that gonna be loud enough? We good with that? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'd like you to sing the rest of the interview. Any, any <laughs> all answers must be done in uh, 
Oh, that's awesome. Well, uh, y'all, it's come to the part of the show. No, no, where... no, not yet. No. First no? advertisers. Okay. Yeah, it's supposed you... to. All right, we're go getting ahead. out of order. We're getting out of order, Margo. Hey, you know what? It's all right. When order breaks down, <laughs> society crumbles. I'm just so wooed by the music, it's hard to... Uh... That's what happens when you bring a bottle of rum to, exactly. to a podcast. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was going to go further with that. I'm going to stop. <laughs> well, um, we have to stop for a moment and thank our sponsors for tonight's show, Margo. That's important. Thank you tonight to the NOLA Brewing Taproom, the watering hole of the NOLA Brewing Company on Chapatula Street in the Irish Channel one of the more colorful of all New Orleans colorful neighborhoods where you can get all of NOLA Brewing's beers plus another eight specialty beers you can't get anywhere else. And also we should probably mention today their big announcement. Uh, Kirk uh, uh, let the world know that he's starting a new venture, um, new craft local New Orleans vodka and gin and whiskey, no rums, don't get nervous, uh, <laughs> distillery. And so NOLA Brewing just keeps getting more and more awesome and more and more intoxicating. It's just, it's great. And uh, let me tell you about our friends at Petite Pet Care. While you're at work or on a tour of the distillery, uh, you don't have to board your pet. He can stay in the comfort of his own home. For loving care when you're not there, Petite Pet Care. Find them at PetitePetCare.com. All right. And now it is time to go to off the menu. All right. So uh, this is a part of the show where we ask you a question. I was going to say that you wouldn't be asked in a typical job interview, but obviously neither of y'all have had <laughs> typical <laughs> job interviews. So <laughs> perhaps they've never this interviewed will be for any job they've ever had. I didn't even talk to you about my job interview. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole other story. <laughs> okay, oh. I want to hear about it. I think All that's right. instead of uh, this will be off the menu. Off the menu. Okay. Okay. Let's hear it. <laughs> All right. Let's hear it. What oh. was the... Was there, oh, no, no, I'm not going to talk about it right now. Why? <laughs> no, now we really want to hear it. That's you don't my question. What is Okay, the... was there face painting involved? Was there rum involved? No. It's... Do you need your face painted? Because you keep bringing it up. I, I feel know, like I'm you obsessed really with need... I really need a face painting. <laughs> no, I mean, it's... It was one of those very, very memorable experiences. It truly was just... When I first learned that James was behind that art, I got nervous. I mean, I naturally got a little nervous. And I mean, I have a confidence, but it was like, that's an incredible talent. And um, I ended up sitting in this chair, and there's paint all over the place. And I'm like, dappered, I'm dappered up a little bit, and then... I so you graduate from face paint to body painting during this. <laughs> An accidental <laughs> body paint, though. So I end up getting paint all, all over. Um, and, it, you know, it was just one of those great interviews where they really dive in deep and they get to know you. And that's, that's a beautiful thing about working with the company is they, they truly want to get to know. Did you, do you remember um, any of the questions that dug in deep? Oh, you know, like what's the, what's the hardest experience you've ever had to go through? Is that a typical interview question? It's... Yeah. Is it? No, no, no. No, that's not. Not, not, in, not in regular what, jobs. Yeah, what, what, that's the what was your answer? What was know? your hardest? <laughs> I mean. What was your hardest experience? Oh, like, I don't know. I might have talked about, like, a breakup. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. It's been, it's been months since we've made a guest cry. Come on. Do it. <laughs> I don't think so. So the truth of the, the matter was, like, I, I probably shared about, like, maybe the loss of my dad, losing my dad at a, oh. you know, when I was 25 and the experience that I went through in that whole thing. And then that really motivated me to get back out and go experience a new place. So truly it was like a great catalyst for me to make a change in my life. And I was living in Manhattan and that all happened. And then I was like, you know where I really love to go. And I've been going since I was 18 years old is new Orleans. And uh. I always told myself that I go there and that's kind of where I ended up. Right. Well, what a nice way to honor your father by yeah. making a big change and uh, to do something. Uh, and it's that is unique to hear about a, a someone who owns a company that is interested in more than just um, paper. What you what you look like on paper, and mm -hmm. he must realize that y'all have assets that will help the company yeah. that aren't typical um, things that maybe come across in a yeah, traditional. Way. It's very non, non typical 
Yeah, it's just it's, we're all really close, you know, yeah. and it, it helps the work environment, uh, you know, uh, tremendously. So, Lee, did you have an interview when you uh, when you came in? Uh, no, I did not. Actually, um, the I guess she her title is CEO of Celebration uh-huh. Distillation now. Uh, Katie Darling, she has been a friend of mine for a couple of years now. She actually used to work with my girlfriend at Stella Restaurant. Um, and we were basically just talking one day at three muses and I was telling her about this new venture that I was going on and how I just really wanted to help other companies figure out marketing because everyone kept asking me for advice. And she was like, that is exactly where I am right now. I just got hired by this company. So, um, I went in and I started to help them after that. All right. That was basically just a bonding experience where we just had a mutual agreement. <laughs> so. so when you came back, it was the same thing, or, you, or is that what you're no, talking about? No, when I came, uh, when I came back, that's when I came back. Oh, that's when, when I came when back. I first okay. got hired, I just you know one of the managers set me down and was just like, you know, hourly job. You know, okay. wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> so they already knew you when you came back. Though, yes, right? yeah, right. they okay. did. Yeah, but yeah, James is like that's like it's a it's actually a really really beautiful company to work for and i'm glad just to be wow. a part of it even on the fringe um because huh. like when you go into it you know they have a office pretty much about the size of this place um <laughs> so they're all in very close quarters they all know each other a lot and um yeah what i was just kind of saying is even all the consumers are always they have the same ethos about it like when we were talking about the ginger root earlier so um, so what does it yeah. look like i mean is it like is it is it, how many employees are there like in this are they all in the distillery uh, so that depends. I mean, yeah, we've got the distillers, we've got bottlers, we've got, um, special events coordinator, you know, op- operations manager, uh, dis- you know, master distiller, people engineer. delivering it to delivering the, the rum and all. They so that's, yeah, yeah, that'll all be through, through distributors. So okay. our facility is set up to produce the rum. To bottle, put it. Pack, so you don't have your to, own drive. To bottle so, and package it, okay. yeah. So all the distribution companies that we work with, they set up a pickup time and it's organized. So we just have to throw the pallets onto the trucks and then off it goes. Good. So you all focus on what you're good at and you don't have to deal with the distribution and all yeah, that. Yeah, like we had the Fest Soda guy on uh, a couple weeks ago. Yes. And he's a, what a great product that is. Super mm-hmm. creative. Reminds you a lot of what you guys do with the rum. But like he, um, he actually delivers... To 130 places, he wow. he himself yeah. delivers all his own soda, and, he, legal, and that's got to. But be legally, a legally, he can do that, so uh, he can have a distribution company. Oh, but by law, we cannot physically distribute our product. Oh god! So it's all going to be set up through that three-tiered system that Louisiana has, um, which, when you think about in terms of how other states run, it's a, it's actually a good system. It's the manufacturer, it's the distributor, and then it's the account. So. People, so, but why can't the manufacturer be the distributor in Louisiana? Why is that? It's just the way. It's just, just the way. Well, it's just the, the way that what's it works. The rationale. You know, I never dove that deep into into finding that out. I think it's just set up so a, a distribution business can exist and support. Because Huey Long's other, brother other had a distribution <laughs> company or something. That's what. Yeah. No, it's the king. It's all the kingfish. It's really, <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back to that. Oh, it comes back to the kingfish. Uh, <laughs> what it is wow. so you got do you, you envision you well lee do you, you think are you going to be doing this for a long time you think or uh is there something Just else you dream for? Rum or yeah well i mean i guess you do more than that right i do i work with a couple of different companies um yeah i mean as long as old new orleans rum celebration distillation will keep me around i'll always you know help them out as much as i can I mean, my, the entire premise of why I started is because people always came to ask for me for advice, but I just really care about people who care about things. And James and Katie, and now that I know Phil, I mean, those are all three people that I think actually care. And when you meet a lot of, like, apathetic people in today's age, it's, like, a refreshing thing to have. Well, that's, so have what, a what's that. the name of your um, company? Like, if... if so- it's what called, is your business? Yeah, it's oh. called Right Solutions, like my name. It's oh. W-R-I-G-H-T. And yeah. basically, yeah, people just hire me on to uh, to assess their marketing operations, and then I write them a marketing plan, and then I broker all, like, if, you know, your system. So if you need freelancers or if you need an agency, I'll sit down and ne- negotiate um, good prices for you and for both of them. Just all right. So connector. is that something you foresee yourself doing, uh, continuing your business for yes. the foreseeable future? You're yeah, not gonna... I really do like it. I like... I like uh, I like educating people and I like making sense of things. Um, and so I like when systems are broken, I just fix them. And then really like my terms with companies are probably like in months, like three to four months. Uh-huh. Cause I don't really manage a lot, but I just help them. And I like give them, it's like a turnkey. I give them the keys to the car and they can drive it off however they want. Do huh. you see a lot of um, growth and change? I mean, I, 
I know you're haven't been here forever, but right. in in the time you've been here, have you seen um, more definitely uh, startups and yeah? Because I was I was definitely a part of a. I mean, I still am part of the entrepreneur little community around here. Um, that's even a very small, closely knit community. Um, and then it just in terms of, I think people are really starting to get it that you have to have an integrated marketing system. Like it's not just, you just create content, you put it on Facebook, this is what you do, blah, blah, blah. Like they're, they're really starting to see that like you can get actual money from the internet, um, which is very, very refreshing. But, um, in terms of what I would want to do, I really want to see a lot of ecotourism companies come about. Okay. I know that the New Orleans Tourism Marketing Company has been pushing that for about the past two or three years. Um, and so that's what I'm really looking forward to. The people go, who are going even outside of New Orleans, because um, I made contacts with like luxury um, destination management companies who Europeans love to come in here and they love to do this, but they don't necessarily want all the t-shirt shops and everything. They want to go out yeah. and they want to see like wilderness. They want to see history they want to see all of that so right. i'm excited about hopefully that becoming a trend excellent yeah, well exciting. you got out of your uh off the menu question so i'm gonna um <laughs> go back to it it's it's not terrible yeah but, no, let's go um so what book is your partner reading and next to the bed right now Julia Child's Volume One. It's mine. Ah. <laughs> That's yours or hers? Yeah, it's She's mine. But she just started ah. it last night, actually. All right. Yeah. All right. What sh was she reading before that? Um, their Dirty Life, and I'm not sure about the author. The um, Dirty Life. The Dirty know. Life, and it's about this lady who moves out uh, on a farm in upstate New York with her husband, and it's all about farm life. Oh, okay. so it yeah. went in a completely different direction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, that I was picturing. The subtitle is right? face painting with... Right? Uh, yeah. This is like, for some reason, it's not a vampire book. It's not a rocket. It's just kind of like, oh, it's us raising chickens. Like, yeah. <laughs> See, I, you could actually write this same novel, but just have the opposite scenario, like <laughs> a farmer then moving to, you know upstate new york or the new york and living a dirty life and living you know life. the metaphorical <laughs> yeah. dirty life uh, you know what i mean yeah because everybody in new orleans is living the dirty life because <laughs> this place is in lots of different ways <laughs> the most the most superficial one being this place is just dirty you know it's just this there's just grime here all the time um oh now i forgot my question go ahead well i want to ask phil do you um write do you still write songs uh yeah yeah i do um not as often as I as I did. I've got I've got a couple albums that are actually still in the studio right now that I'm finally just getting around to releasing. They're mastered and and mixed, and one's a complete original. Um, it'll be my third full length original album. And so where can we get your other first two albums? Uh, so uh, they have a Louisiana Music Factory. Or no, no. So I I'm all sold out of actual physical print Ooh. CDs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's not that big of a deal. Like, <laughs> so you have like a website people can order uh, from downloads or something. I like the sound SoundCloud is a really great one okay. to uh, to listen uh, to the music. Um, but in terms of like physical see, uh, downloading the music, iTunes. Okay. Uh, and it's Phil Minasali. Phil P H I L Minasali M I N I S S A L E. And I've got two, I think, two or three albums that are on iTunes right now available oh, people buy for those download. to get royalties then? That's yeah, good. yeah, you right. know, you get your 13 cents or something. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, we're getting close to the end of our show, what? and I'd like you to play us out. Oh, but before you do that, um, we have to make some more announcements, but also um, I'd like you to uh, maybe say a little bit about uh, the uh, distillery, like hours and how people can oh, find yeah. out more information and yeah. anything else y'all want to Absolutely. Add. So anyone that's out there listening that's going to visit New Orleans, it is ranked one of the best tours by TripAdvisor. Um, so if you are looking into finding something to do, it is a great idea. We actually, it's a $10 tour, um, cheaper than most that you're going to find in the city. Um, we actually do pickups in the quarter. We have a big shuttle bus, and we pick you up at either one or one or two locations, depending on where. Because if you're, you're like a German tourist, you don't want to go hear music of Frenchmen and go, "Oh, it's on Frenchmen." I'll just keep walking. That's probably right. not a good idea. In the middle right. Of the night I mean, especially yeah. in July or August, you do not want to make that walk. Yeah. Um, 
So I would recommend taking advantage of the shuttle. It's no additional fee. It's just $10. We do a couple pickups. You can actually start your your afternoon with a cocktail at a place called Organic Banana, which has our rum right there. So start off with a rum, you know, an old New Orleans Mai Tai or a pina colada and then hop in the shuttle, take you down there. You get to taste all the rums, a couple cocktails. We do a 12 o'clock, a 2 o'clock, and a 4 o'clock, and those tours run on Monday through Saturday. And Sundays we're open as well, and we do a 2 o'clock and a 4 o'clock on Sundays. All right. So, yeah, and it's 2815 Frenchman Street, uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. And what's the website? Yeah, so it's just going to be oldneworleansrum.com. All right. Yeah. Great. And, Lee, how about you? Just something to leave you all. Well, no, I mean, uh, your, you plug your uh, your business, and <laughs> yeah. how do we how do we get in contact? If somebody's listening, going, that's the person I need to hire. What um, we? my company website is www.right spelled w r i g h t progress dot com. Um, yeah, here for any and all marketing questions. All right, thank you. Let's hear it. So I can play in the background while you guys do your little spiel. Oh, let's try that. Yeah, yeah. let's do All right. it. Okay. Let's do it. Okay, just don't overpower us or anything. Yeah, you got to play back here. You got to unplug no, it. No, no, that's no. all right. We can, we can, yeah. All right, well, our special guest, <laughs> the rum, the rum. I knew it. I couldn't make it to the end. Our special guest tonight on Midnight Menu Plus One was Phil Minasale. And he's, his plus one was Lee Wright. You can find out more about both of our guests and much more by following the links on our website, itsneworleans.com. And thanks to Petite Pet Care and the NOLA Brewing Tap Room for the awesome beer this evening. Yep, the NOLA Brewing Tap Room is open seven days a week, every day. You can come here anytime or you can join us back here next week for another Midnight Menu Plus One and, and uh, participate in the conversation. We look forward to seeing you next week. Till then, I'm Margot Moss. And I am Ray Kanata. Good night. That was perfect. I don't think we can do that. Thank you. Labor Day signals the unofficial end of summer, but not the end of your outdoor projects. Lowe's helps you do it right and helps you save with Labor Day deals throughout the store. Shop now and get two bags of Stay Green Potty Mix for $12. And keep your lawn looking neat and trim with a Craftsman 2-Cycle 17-inch gas string trimmer now $20 off at just $119. Whatever's still on your to-do list this Labor Day, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 828. Soil offer excludes Alaska and Hawaii, U.S. only.